glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Happy 2020, everybody. Welcome back to the Put Me In Coach podcast, our first podcast of the new uh, decade. It's in the 2020s now, and uh, our 101th episode. That's not the right. 101st. 101th episode. 101. It's our 101th episode. <laughs> Can we hear Tom? No. Tom, got you, buddy. Go ahead and try. How about now? Nope. Are you sitting in the sweet spot? Using the wrong mic, maybe? I wonder if this... There, up- you there go. we go. All right. What happened? Uh, I switched you and Robert's mic. Got it. So now that's your mic now, and Robert will be mic too. Okay. Uh, yeah. So welcome back uh, to the Put Me in Coach podcast. Bobby Blanco, Ian Foster, Tom Natale, no Gregory Porter, dealing with some uh, bag back issues. So hopefully he returns from the 10-day IL um, next week. Is now that's you. Okay, hold on. I messed up everyone's mic. All right, that's you. Go ahead, Ian. Hello. All right. Elaine. So, all right, everyone talk. Hi. Go ahead. Elaine. All right, there we go. <laughs> Robert is three. Good Lord. Um, all right, so, spoiler alert, Robert is actually Robert Henson, former Redskins linebacker, who we're going to have call into the show in just a couple minutes. Um, we wanted, it's actually kind of funny, he just kind of tweeted out randomly a couple weeks ago, right, that mm-hmm. he wanted to get on a podcast to talk yep. football and yep. the Redskins, Yep. and that was afforded to you, Tom, and you kind of just hit him up. Yeah, and I want to give the assist to uh, Danielle and I's friend, Zach Hayes. He's a Maryland graduate. Has actually played football for them too. Good trips. And he's a diehard, diehard Redskins fan. I mean, him and I had, I think, a twenty-minute lengthy conversation about Jimmy Moreland back in August. Uh huh. Goes to show you. Anyway, so he saw Robert Henson tweet that. He texted it to Danielle. He's like, hey, "Tell Tom to reach out to him. Robert Henson's awesome on online." I was like, uh, "Yes, please." So, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and so thanks, Zach, for the assist and. Uh, yeah, let's give him a call. Friend yeah. of the program? Go ahead. Now we have a new friend of the program. Uh, for those who don't remember, Robert Henson, six-round draft pick from the Redskins in 2009, played linebacker out of TCU. Only played about six games, I think, that one season. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Robert, how's it going? Good, man. How's it going? You are on the air. My name is this is Tom, the one you've been talking to. And with yeah. me, I got Bobby Blanco and Ian Foster. Hey, Robert. Hey, Mr. Henson. What's going on, fellas? Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, to, I guess, to start off, uh, you know, it's been, I guess, 10 years since you were with the Redskins. All three of us are huge Redskins fans. We spent most of our time talking about the Redskins. What was just your general impression with your time with the team and the organization and um, how you saw how things were run back then? Well, I think uh, <clears throat> just going off my initial reaction, um, when I got drafted was – Damn, like I'm a part of a uh, like historically good franchise. Like this, this team is you know previously won Super Bowls, um, and it was a hot, it was a hot topic back then. But you know, sadly after Sean passed, that you know how well the team was had played and yep. rallied in his you know in his honor and in his name. So going into that the year after uh was very exciting man so uh i look back at my time there and you know 
it obviously was full of losses and um, a lot of disgruntled players and coaches fighting and arguing and stuff. And I try not to let that take away from what the franchise actually means to to me as well as the rest of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it was – can't believe it's been 10 years. That's crazy. Wow, but, yeah. Um, you're yeah drafted sixth round pick in 2009 out of TCU. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Okay, and then I did a little bit of internet research, and you went to Longview High School, which is uh, the alum of two other Redskins, and Trent Williams and Malcolm Kelly. Is that right? Yep. Were you there? You guys were there around the same age then, or close yeah, to it? Yeah. Um, Was that one team? My varsity year, Trent and um and Malcolm were were playing. They were on varsity, so. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, obviously, we all grew up together, man. I mean, it was you know had classes together, wow. sleepovers, and all that stuff. You know, That's typical all- kid stuff we used to do. Um, Trent's brother Fred, who was honestly a better offensive lineman than him. <laughs> wow! But he just, yeah, he was just uh, he was just you know he had some off the field issues that he had to get squared away and never did. So, but me and Fred were best friends. So oh, cool. I always spent the night with him and Trent and, you know, play video games, all that stuff, you know, sure. stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually, I, Malcolm Kelly I always thought was just such a sad story because the guy just, his body failed him uh, yeah. year after year because he had so much physical talent. Um, I would have to imagine your high school team must have been loaded with. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> man, listen, uh, me, um, you know, and then, you know, just going off the years, uh, you know, guys coming out from Longview years. I mean, uh, uh, Chris Ivory, yep. Malcolm Kelly, myself, Trent. Um, I'm missing a guy. I know I'm missing a guy. There's something in the water in Longview, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what, ain't nothing to do there but eat, sleep, and play football. <laughs> so um, that's pretty much it. But, uh, yeah, man, it was it was special. Uh, we were all played high school ball together, and then at one time we were all on the rescues together. Uh, mm-hmm. I had that picture of me, him, and Trent were actually walking down to practice. Uh, I got, I still got that on my wall. So now, uh, it was a real cool did, I assume you both, you both of you played both ways at that point. Oh no, man! No, not in Texas. Is that not a thing? <laughs> uh, you oh. don't know, no, no. You oh, do some research on Texas football. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've watched all of Friday Night Lights. That's about as far as yeah, I've that's, gone. That's as far as it goes. Listen, listen. I, 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 I think I was good, but as good as I was, mm-hmm. and I won 11, 11 5 eight defensive player in the state, like in my in my division, so my conference. So uh, as good as I was, I didn't even play varsity in my senior year. Oh, I got moved wow. Up. Maybe four games left in the season in my junior year. Like that's how good we were at linebacker. Good, uh, that's how, like, it was ridiculous for me to even get on the field was like a feat in itself. So, uh, yeah, we were pretty stacked, pretty loaded, man. But um, you know, Texas high school football is it's a religion. It's a it's a cult. There's probably more people that go to those games than went to FedEx this year. Yeah, there's yeah, that's a different world down there. Hey, I tell you what, I believe it, man. There was nothing for us to average thirty thousand people. In our oh game. my Jesus! Um, yeah, like I, I played in front of bigger crowds in high school sometimes than I did at TCU. So wow, and that was actually the next thing I wanted to to ask you was what was the recruiting like process, and you know what obviously you chose to stay you know close to home. What how did that all go go about? Well, um, you know. I only had one year uh, varsity, so I started getting recruited halfway during my through my varsity year. 
Um, and TCU was just the first ones on board. Um, I had Arkansas. I had uh, Texas Tech. I had Nebraska. Um, and I saw, and I liked all the big programs, especially mm-hmm. Arkansas, uh, back when Houston Nutt was there. Yep, that was Darren I mean, McFadden was there, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, it was a really attractive destination. I actually committed to them. Um, but TCU was just building something, man. And I could see myself, like, being a part of that, you know, that fabric of guys who, who put it all on the line and, you know, built something and made it into something, you know, what it is today. And, and uh, I think I made the right choice in, in doing that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. And they were still in the Mountain West Conference at that point, too, right? Yeah, I mean, my first college game was against Adrian Peterson. Oh, and, I, and obviously growing up with him being in East Texas, mm-hmm. like you see each other in the newspaper yeah. all the time because uh, he was always getting player of the week and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that was the first game, man. Uh, you know, you roll out there as a – I rolled out as a 195-pound redshirt freshman at linebacker against – that monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we held him to, like, what, 45 yards on, like, 16 carries. So, oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. – that was his – was that his freshman year? Like, when his best – I think that was his best season. Year. Okay. That was his sophomore year. We – that was right after him coming off that Heisman bid where he, he had a good chance. So Wow. Yeah, and, so we, we snatched all that out and beat their ass, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was even before the, you joined the Big Ten, I mean the Big 12, and yep. you were recruited by Coach Patterson too then? He was still he was at TCU at that point? Yep, yep. Coach Patterson was uh, was there. Coach Anderson was the uh, receivers coach, but he was the coach that uh, recruited my area, East Texas. So, okay. um, yeah, big reason. Patterson, the big reason I went there. Um, in high school, I ran a four. We ran a four-two-five defense, mm-hmm. uh, and in TCU, we ran a four-two-five, which, in hindsight, probably wasn't the best thing for me to do because mm-hmm. only two linebackers on the field at the time. Um, and four-two-five is essentially sh- nickel, right? Or- yep, it's a yeah. permanent nickel. Basically, mm-hmm. you rotate the safety down into the box. Got it. He's the fourth. He's the third linebacker. So, but um, <laughs> I mean. David Hawthorne, who played in the NFL for, what, eight, nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Phillips, who played four or five seasons. Daryl Washington, who was, like, You're really good. the second-round pick for the Cardinals. Like, I mean, these, like, these are the guys that I'm rotating with every three or four plays. Yeah. So, yeah, so I really didn't get to start there until uh, permanently until my senior year. And, again, I had one year to prove it. So Man. I just tried to make my hay on special teams and, and knock people out that way and make my mark on the field yeah. that way. So That was some, something I was I wanted to ask you, too, is, you know, when you grew, being a, a professional athlete, you were one of the better guys on your teams growing up as a kid. And, you know, regardless, it seems like, you know, you give you a ball, you'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine, what's it like in the NFL where everyone's just as good as you? Oh, my God. Um, listen, you have no idea what it's like to drop in the coverage after seeing the ball snap. And before you even get to your third step in coverage, the ball is gone and somebody's wow. running at you or running away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it took me a while to get used to just the speed of the game, how fast the ball comes out, how fast the linemen get up on you on run plays. Mm-hmm. Um making your reads, being decisive in everything. And not only that, I think the biggest um, learning curve for a rookie is the verbiage and getting it out verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Mike. I was right behind Fletch, so I was responsible for calling the defenses, getting everybody lined up. Yep. And um, and 
that's my rookie year. I figured, I figured out that the middle linebacker is always opposed to alert something. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're the quarterback <laughs> of the defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Fred Smoot. Uh, one practice, we were, uh, I think we were getting ready for the Giants, and Fred, I was in there with Smoot. I don't know why he was with the second team, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was in there with him, and he was like, uh, he was like, uh, you know, Hanson, you ain't going to say nothing? You ain't going to alert nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I can talk to so him. Yep. <laughs> Smoot talking no way. Well, that's so. weird. Yeah, he was like, you ain't going to say nothing, alert nothing, like, no run pass calls. I was just like, all right, okay, I got you, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I think that was the biggest thing is just learning the verbiage and getting it out of your mouth. Man. Um, which, you know, the offense breaking huddle behind you and trying to get everybody lined up. Like, you have to be responsible for quick information and um, signals and everything. So, I think that was – that rookie year was a crazy curve. Um, lucky for me, I didn't have to play much. I didn't have to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Danny Smith was a great special teams coach, and that was yep. where I just honed all my energy and, and just sure. wanted to be the best I could. So, And you got to learn what I think should be a Hall of Famer one day from in London Fletcher. Oh, London Fletcher's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. Yes, I, yes. I knew, retweet. I, it does not make sense. First battle. Listen, I knew London was different when we played. The, we rolled in the Meadowlands the first game and he smacked Brandon Jacobs. Yes. I, I, I knew yes. he was yes. Yes. different. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He, he good. <laughs> and it, it was just his instincts, I yeah. felt like, because, I mean, he was short. He didn't. Have, he didn't have great speed or anything like that. He was just everywhere the ball. He was. knew wherever. He, he just could read man, offenses like a book. Don't it seemed like. Tell me that, man. Listen, yeah. he, his nickname for me was Tweeter because this was after that whole little Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. So he, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd ask him, I'm like, Fletch, how you know he was gonna run a stretch? He was like, Tweeter, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's awesome. like, Tweeter, man, just listen, man. After 16 years, you figure it out. And then, you know, honestly, one one thing that I respected about Fletch was, um, you know, the first six games or so that I was there, six weeks, he was he was really evasive. You know, I'm like, hey, man, I'm trying to get up under him, learn, because yeah. coaches are saying, this is the guy, this is the guy, do what he do, watch what he do. Everybody, even fans, watch what London do, trying to tell me how to, you know, get better. So I'm listening, I'm trying. And um, it wasn't until about week eight or so, week six maybe, where he really saw that I was dedicated because he walked in and I was watching film and he asked me what did I see. Okay. And that that right there let me know, okay. Holy boom, shit. Like I gotta <laughs> impress him. Like yeah. he put me on the spot right now. He like, yo, what do you see? What are they tendencies? This, that and the other. What what can you alert? And I just start running down the list and then Flash was like after that, he just started treating me. He's like, okay, yeah. you passed. Talking to me, he, uh, he was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, this, he, he, yeah, he kind of know what he's doing. Like, he, he want to learn. So. Yeah. Yeah, to me that sounds like that was he's a great like experience, man. Yeah, he's also not all great only a great player, but also a great teacher too, like in the locker room. Yeah. I, I'm surprised yeah. he's not coaching. Yeah. I, I really thought that was gonna be his next, you know. Yeah. I mean he's still transition. Yeah. football's a little bit too much of a um twenty one hours out of twenty four yeah, day, twenty four hour a day. You know man. what I mean? Like you don't you don't want to be one of those guys. So. Yeah. Fletch was fortunate enough to make enough money not to have to do that. So but I do agree that he is um he is a Hall of Fame. He should be in there pretty soon. Absolutely. I think if if anything, what's a disservice to him is, I mean, he was on those Rams teams that won the Super Bowl. He w- he played in the soup that um, Rams yeah. Titans Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I, 
we always teased him about the Titans, the last play. Oh, man. If you ever go back and watch that play, watch his celebration. It's so corny. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cheesy, bro. He wasn't the one that made the tackle, right? No, 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 he wasn't. But he was was on his way. (laughs) Yeah, he was trailing the play. um, Yeah, it was hilarious, man. But, you know, that was – he always talked about that and – and that was one of his fondest memories as a player, as it should be. And, Absolutely. You know, we always respected him for that. So. Yeah, and I just feel like the his prime, really. I mean, if, in DC also, but also was spent in Buffalo, which Buffalo. is such a small market, and they he wasn't on really any good teams either. So, you know, I feel like if he was in more playoff games and in situations like he was in St. Louis, it, it, I think the narrative on him would be much different. Well, I think he was on a more high profile team. Um, you know. Uh, you know, cause like nobody's nobody's really checking for Buffalo games back yeah. then. You know, <laughs> yeah. people were barely checking for Redskins games. You know, like true. He he played for the Skins for a while, and some some Skins fans didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. didn't really know him like that. So, but uh, I think he, he was on a more hope, high he, profile. Team. He made the Pro Bowl yeah, for like the first time. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got snubbed a lot too. On a the lot. Bowl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he led the league in tackles every year. Every year, every year, <laughs> and didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and stayed healthy. It, I, I, it made no sense. Yeah, yeah Iron Man, complete Iron Man. Yeah. He had Ray Lewis numbers, and he just got man, listen, just got overshadowed. My second year, going into my second year, I started really watching him. And people always wondered that second preseason how I kind of put it together, like mentally yep. yeah. and physically. Yep. I remember it was like that my, one of my best. And people were trying to figure out how like. What steps is he taking? I'm like, bro, like it's right here in front of me. London, I watched everything he did. I got in the hot tub when he got in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. I got in the cold tub when he got in the cold tub. Like, sure. you know, like he was the type of vapor rubs and all that. <laughs> stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, because he got to be doing something so special to be, you know, playing the way he was. So, yeah. And was there a, a moment when you got to the Redskins? You're like, oh my god, I'm I'm in the NFL. Was it a player or a, a coach? Ooh, something like oh, that. Oh man, this is funny. This is funny. Uh, and this is one of my favorite stories. Oh, like, um, we're all ears. Uh, as, as the as the second team, you know, you're the scout team, you know, uh, for the for the uh, first team offense. So um, the first team offense is doing goal line, and Kirk Oliver Daddy, the linebacker coach at the time, was like, "Listen, I know this is their scout team, like, and we opposed to be giving them a look, but I want you to play how you how you would. Like, this is your game." Which obviously rubs all the older players the wrong way. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they run a they run a dive play. Um, uh, me and Mike Sellers completely oh, just go no. clash. And, uh, <laughs> and I hit him hard as I could. And he looked at me. and He was like, "Okay, you're gonna be all Ashburn today," which was, you know, your their little phrase for guys who were trying too hard to practice. Yeah. <laughs> all Ashburn. Something like that. And then so they run a power play. Um, my inside linebacker, my other inside linebacker, which was, believe it or not, um, uh, Cody Glenn at the time. Okay. Uh, Cody hit him and and uh, spilled Mike. He spilled the play to me, and I hit Clint Porter's head up. Boom. Oh. And CP stopped, and he grabs me by my helmet, <laughs> and he grabbed me by my face mask. He ball in hand. He didn't even try to score anymore. He didn't try to rush or push. He just grabbed me by my face, man. He said, man, if you hit me that fucking hard again, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> and I, that's when I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I just hit CP. <laughs> I just hit Clint, bro. Listen, oh. after, 
between me and y'all, man, look, I guess everybody gonna listen. To this <laughs> yeah. Between us, like I literally went to like after practice, we were watching practice, and I went to the offensive reps and watched that play. I was like, yeah, man, and and that was it for me. <laughs> uh, all two hundred seventy pounds of all muscle, of Mike Sellers. To yeah, seriously to, though. Hey man, listen, Mike wasn't no joke, man. And <laughs> He's huge. When he knew. But listen, after a while, he started calling me out, and he's like, he's like, Rob is Rob is really out here playing, like he hitting. Hell yes. Like he was like, I want to see this on game day, and he kind of took me under his wing on special teams. So I mean, yeah. you got you got to kind of earn their respect. They hated at some points, but they really respected on the other end because they were once that young guy, right? You yeah. know, trying to make an impact. So I mean, it's. That's an amazing story. That is yeah, so good. I mean, is. Just the name dropping too. Like, think so about cool. how big Mike Dude, Sellers was. I, I, man, listen. I'll tell CP about it if I see him. If I see him, <laughs> I'm like, yo, remember I knocked your ass out of practice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they hit like that in practice anymore either. Yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely not under Jay. Yeah. So you were drafted during, I think, uh, was this Bruce's first year? At the helm? No, this was uh, Zorn's first year. With Zorn. Zorn. Okay, Zorn. so. Was, uh, yeah, Zorn's. Zorn was my first year, and Serato was the GM, so. Oh, okay, okay. And then. Serato and Bruce. Then Bruce, Bruce yeah. came yeah. in the next year, the yeah. second year. Um, what were your impressions? I mean, he's finally gone. Thank fucking God. Thank God. Um, you know, you when know, it comes down to it, I, I, I never want to, like, root for someone to get fired. Like, that's a horrible thing to happen to. Like, if I got fired, it'd be miserable. But it comes to a point in time where it, it was just an insult to the, not just the fan base, but the league as a whole, how he still had this level of power. Um, I, I want you, if you ever get some free time, go back and look at my Twitter from fucking 2012, 2013. Because I was like, fuck, fuck Bruce. Is <laughs> I was like, F Bruce. No, no, you, no you, can, you can no, curse. You're good. Fuck all day. No, I literally watched him tell guys, oh, no, man, you good, man. Just get healthy. We'll keep you. And then they cut him the next hour or the next day. And I'm like, oh, bro, this is crazy. I knew it was the business, but yep. he's literally telling guys, you're okay, man. No, 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 no. Just get healthy, bro. Just get healthy. We, we love you. We want you here. Boom, you're gone. And it's like, what? Oh, wow. What? Are you crazy? I watched him release Ronaldo win like 17 times one season. It was freaking ridiculous. Yep. And bring him back. Like, he kept releasing him and bringing him back. I was like, man, this is like these are human beings at some point. He's just playing with them. Yeah, yeah. So um, honestly, when those guys came in and Shanahan, the impact was the was the mightiest of the fist first Mm -hmm. because he was like, I just want to paint the building a new color. Like we got to get losing out of here. Like whatever it is, I'm changing all the locks. (laughs) We don't need to. We don't need to open the door anymore. I want sliding doors. Like he was not playing. Like he wanted to change any and everything that he thought was wow. um, the reason why we were losing. So we felt his impact the most, and players really gravitated towards him, and they liked him. And Kyle, um, and uh, Hazlitt was the was the black sheep of the coaches. Nobody, yeah, that was, nobody the liked question. him. Yeah, that's that's uh, a, a four letter word here in this yeah. house. Yeah, him and um and Lou Spanos. Like I, yeah. I didn't like Lou Spanos, a linebacker coach. Um, he he honestly yelled at me one time for even asking a question uh, about you know an opponent we were going to play and what look I should call you know what we'll play what's the check and he's like hey man just shut up you're probably not even going to play defense God damn, damn. 
So I was like, you know what, bro? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, bro. Like, you ain't got to worry about me no more. And then I just never said anything to him. And, um, yeah, he never really, he was never really a fan of mine. And hmm. so that, sec- that second preseason that I was, you know, making plays and kind of showing yep. off. Oh, that like, uh, for instance, the Arizona game um that i got hurt in i got in trouble so much that game when they scored on the power play chris horton was supposed to be my support on the left and make that tackle that's why um, d'angelo hall beat him up yeah <laughs> listen i'm telling you like uh he cussed me out so bad and what's so crazy is i went back and watched the game afterwards and uh you know during the first half all the announcers were like this henson kid is having a game yeah like, yep I'm like, bro, if they only knew I got called a dumbass on every play. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so nobody liked those guys, man, because they would tell you to do one thing, and then when you did it, it was the wrong play, and they would blame you or they blame each other, and there was always constant fighting. That's why you saw so many so many spats between mm-hmm. D. Hall and Leron Landry, and they'll tell you this out of their own mouth. They never liked those guys. They, was, they were pieces of yeah. It seemed like it. Wow. What was the player outlook on switching to the 3-4 that year with Hazlitt? Say that again? What was the outlook from the player's perspective of switching to the 3-4 with Hazlitt that year? Well, uh, a lot of players liked it, especially Laron early. Oh, um, yeah, he was. Yeah, that yeah, that was built just, for let him. Let me just tell you guys this. If you were ever frustrated with Laron that season, yes, not uh, that... or if you thought he was just the most brilliant player ever, he had free license. He had Troy Palomalu rules is what they called it. Just, mm, he wow. could do whatever the hell he wanted to. If LeBron was supposed to cover the running back, the linebacker was supposed to cover the running back. Because <laughs> you just got to watch out. And the old saying was, just watch 30. Just run play off of 30. Yeah. Because he wanted to give 30 uh, Palomalu rules. And um, I liked the 3-4 for the most part. I thought I made a lot more plays in that mm-hmm. than that traditional cover 2-4-3. Um, so... Um, just speaking on the skins and staying with those guys, man, they that transition to the four three is gonna be interesting. Yeah. If they go to a cover two or a Tampa two, mm-hmm. which I don't think they will. I think it'll be an aggressive four three. Um Yeah, Del Rio so is typically I think more the of a transition will be seamless. You know, yeah. I, I'm I, I agree, but I mean you got three like really, really good interior defensive linemen in Ionitis Payne and Jonathan Allen. How does that fit? Because I mean, no, it, it, it doesn't have to fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just from a standpoint of, what are you going to lose? At the end of the day, you're going to Ron Rivera's culture, his leadership, and his his belief in player culture is really what he's trying to set there. So if you got guys like Jonathan Allen and Landon Collins and those guys who've come from winning that winning program, that Alabama, you know, pride and that tradition that that the Redskins love so much and those fans love so much because those guys are fighting every freaking play, no matter what the score is. If you come from that, then the only thing uh, is that somebody's going to lose a start. So mm-hmm. whether you go pain and Ionitis, Allen will lose the start. It'll still be an amazing rotation. Yeah. It'll still be an amazing too. road. Like those offensive linemen can't honestly take a break you got mm-hmm. 95 coming at you you got 94 coming at you like you know what i mean you got ionitis coming at you like you yeah. you cannot take a break and, and then you got the speed off the edge assuming they go with chase young yeah that was something i wanted to ask you but i mean i'm almost looking at like i think they could put jonathan allen outside on like run run downs and he could play like that philip daniels role yeah 
agree. I, I think he's athletic enough that he could beat tackles off the yeah. off a of pass rush. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, somebody tweeted something that earlier that I didn't agree with. They were like, uh, "What? A, what about?" The Deron Payne, he doesn't look like the 13th pick, and they were just hammering. And I'm like, Dude. this guy faced double teams. <laughs> I saw that 85 percent of, the- <laughs> yeah. of his snaps. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> like, what if two people stopped you from typing at work every day? Like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 some of these fans just gotta stop and just put themselves in their position, man. <laughs> That's but, what he's supposed to do is get double teams. Yeah. That means yeah, they're game planning like, for him. Exact, that's his exact job. He still makes plays. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that tells me that he's hustling his ass off, and that's a 13th pick. And that draft, I really liked Vea, but so did I. he got paying, I was like, well, shit, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I was – well, I wanted Derwin James because I thought he was like a next-level uh, yeah, guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, his, his injury history is like, yeah. just right now, as far as right now, he's – when it, when it comes to the fourth four three, I a couple of questions. One, I think what I'm most excited about is Montez Sweat no longer has a drop in pass coverage. No guys. more yes. coverage. Go yes. go Trust. after the quarterback. There there is yeah. there is a professional football coach that was dropping Montez Sweat back in coverage. That, I think, and that pisses me off more than anything. Right? <laughs> I love Ryan, I like Ryan Kerrigan. I love Superman. That's my guy. That's my friend. But. He is not a coverage linebacker. He's I don't not. Know. No, he's not. Coverage against anybody. Put hand in the dirt and go to the quarterback. Exactly, yes. and and that's and that's where those guys, what those guys should be doing. Um, you know, four three is going to be interesting. Um, I'm a big believer in Jonathan Bostic. I like him as a middle mm-hmm. linebacker. Um, I think you slide Cole Holcomb to the uh, weak side, and uh, I don't think he has the upper body strength yet to deal with blocks mm-hmm. and just uh, getting off those big blocks. But, um, and you let Ruben Foster play either in the yep. middle or you let him play, you know, strong side. That's a so, lot of young talent. It really with is. A good, yeah, with exactly. a good veteran around them. Yeah. So, um, it, and then that Sean Dean Hamilton has a rotational guy and you got Harvey Clemens who we didn't even. I even think you could put Ryan Anderson on the weak side. Uh, Ryan Anderson might be better off in a 4-3. I feel like he's uh, been a round peg in a square hole. Yeah, that's right. I agree with that. I agree with that. He can either rush or he can play a strong side uh, backup. Yeah, so, he looked like a second round pick this year. Yeah, yeah he was starting. Yeah, he, he was starting. He starting to look you like know, it. sometimes they say the biggest growth for players is between year two and three. So, um, you know what you get from them out of that um, when those years hit. But uh, I'm excited. I like the way he looked. Yeah, and I was a little down on him in the last couple of years. Same. So. Not the only one. Yeah, and it was. Um, you know, I'm a big Kerrigan fan. I mean, he's going to come down as one of the best pass rushers in Redskins history, rightfully so. Um, but he, Ryan Anderson was better in the games that he was yeah. he was playing. I thought yeah. he was more active. Yeah. My thing with Kerrigan is I love I love Superman. It's my guy. Like I said, mm-hmm. he's a one trick pony, um, yeah. and that's why he get held so much. <laughs> and it's, and <laughs> that's just who point. he is. He's a power rusher. That's just who he is. He remind me of a Rackpo type. Mm-hmm. Um, when Rack was here, he only had one move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got held a lot, too. Yeah, Both of them. It's like, either I'm going to run you over and club you, or uh, I'm going to get held. And most of the time, it was getting held. So, um, I think it's time to move on from Arcado, honestly. Yeah. I think you see what you can get from him, and it may be the best move for him, too. Yeah. And, I mean, I thought the Redskins made a bad mistake of not trading him when the season was over and, you know, acquire yep. some draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always a need for pass rushers, especially – 
uh, someone with a resume like his. And it also yeah. allows Montez Sweat to, um, who I thought was improving on a, a game-by-game basis yeah. towards the end. Yeah, but here's the thing that a lot of uh, fans don't see. Who was Montez uh, rushing against most of the time? He was going against the left tackles, right? Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. RK was against the right <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, bro, like people don't understand. He's rushing against their best uh, pass blocker. Like, give the kids some time to learn. It's yeah. some cra- like, few times he did so rush. patient sometimes, man, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what they do most of the time, which is smart. You want your best rusher on the weakest pass, pass sure. blocker, but you never seen RK, RK move from that left side much. So. No, you know it's that's true. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Blue Town you know when, I, when I'm thinking about it, because uh, you, men- you mentioned Chase Young, and by every stretch, by every analyst fan out there, it, this guy is going to be like an immediate like star, like what Nick Bosa did. Yeah, and. I at the same time, this is not the Redskins' biggest need. I mean, they just spent a first-round pick on Montez Sweat on a pass rusher. Um, you know, with I think with Tua entering the draft, that also gives the Redskins more leverage. At the same time, this seems like a a, a can't miss type prospect, and the former Dematha product, local guy, local. Yep. Um, in my opinion, um, <clears throat> I think you got to go BPA. You got to go best player available. Mm-hmm. And at, at two, he is best player available. Um, I can't remember a GM. He's an older GM. But he, he used to say, if you draft for need, you won't have a job long. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to take the best player available. Yeah. Um, and at that number two spot, uh, I think, I honestly think Chase wants to play here. Um, I mean, he, what, what was he? I think he was a Giants fan or something like that. So, so oh, so old, Dwayne Haskins definitely fan. was. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, but that don't matter when when Dan is signing those checks, you know. <laughs> I was I grew up a Cowboy fan. So yeah, I figured. You know, there it is. I'm a yeah. Redskins fan now. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so so I think he wants to play here, and I think it's a great fit. Uh, when you think about Ron Rivera's past too, he did bring in Peppers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and he has some of the best interior defensive line in football. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. He was getting triple teamed in Columbus this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was. But uh, here's another thing, though, too. I think you do have to at some point address the left guard. The left guard spot is solidified. I think you bring Flowers back. They, for sure. Oh, man, what I. I am, so sorry. I am, yeah. I am really, really, really done with Morgan Moses. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Morgan, yeah. We all just nodded in agreement. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> uh, listen. Morgan, I remember when Tyler Columbus was playing that right tackle, and I don't see any difference now. So, <laughs> it, it's, it's just uh, it's getting bad. I think you – Leads uh, the league in penalties. I was going to say, Columbus actually had less penalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I called him Tyler Turnstile. Because all you had to was <laughs> hand down, and he was going past him. <laughs> he was like yeah, six I, foot eight, something. Yeah, exactly, but – I think he unfriended me on Twitter after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan Moses, I think he he's on my shit list during the games because every, every game uh, it's uh, yeah. My my point is is that you got you got to address the offensive line. I think um, uh, I don't I honestly don't want Donald Penn back. I think he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do bring him back, maybe he can play an interior role or right tackle. Uh, I do think that Trent 
wants to come back. I haven't heard anything from him. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a while. We grew up together. I, yep. mean, I love him, but I just, I just, I know, I know who the type of guy he is. He don't like to quit, and he don't like to. He he wants to be a Redskin. He wants to play for one franchise for the remainder of his okay. career, like for his whole career. So, I, I just, know, I just got a belief in just from knowing him that. He wants to come back now that he's seen things change. And I think that was the whole premise behind what Dan has done. And a lot of Redskins fans are still skeptical. But yeah. when you look at what Dan has done and the guys that he's brought in, this really says, hey, I'm out of the way. Like, yeah, I'm, it I'm does. Done. I don't know what I'm doing. You guys do it. Like, this is the biggest step Dan has ever taken. Um, oh, my just, God. Yeah, from, that's <laughs> honestly happening. how I look at it. And. And I believe him this time. So it's happening. It's happening. I'm excited. Bobby, I just saw you adjust your pants. Yeah. May I I'm, ask? It's, uh, <laughs> the glimmer. The glimmer is happening real hard right now. I'm so so excited <laughs> for kickoff in September. Uh, I've been more excited. It's January seventh. <laughs> uh, so uh, about you know the Trent obviously stuck to his state on state his ground with so this ground excuse me with not returning to the it was just a whole. Just a shitstorm, for lack of better words. I can't think of a better way to describe it. Um, I mean, I know it was based off of he was mistreated by Bruce Allen and then also the training staff. Training staff is gone, and I really wanted to get your two cents. And one of your former teammates, Adam Carricker, said something on Twitter a couple days ago that was, uh, he said it was the worst training since high school. Worst since high school. I've never seen a player so openly, like, besides you and Bruce, uh, openly, okay, like, advocate, yeah. like, for a firing of staff, like Adam Carragher okay. wanted the training staff gone. Like I said, if you guys ever get bored, go back in my look, look at my old tweets. <laughs> I was really critical of the Redskins training staff from the beginning, from jump. Like, it was uh, just to give you a rundown of Please. how it went, man. My, you guys know, my second year, I got hurt. Yeah. Um, it was originally. Uh, I was originally told it was a torn lateral meniscus. Uh, they go in, they supposedly fix it after surgery, right after surgery. I'm just now waking up. And he said, uh, he told me, he gave me a recap. He said, you know, we went in, we tried to fix the meniscus, but he didn't. So we ended up shaving it down. And then he said, well, you got a couple uh, MCL tears. Uh, we think they'll heal on its own. And I'm like, that's the first thing I've heard about an MCL tear. And I've, taking two MRIs already. So oh. why am I, I just thought it was weird, whatever. Yeah, and um, so long story short, uh, a week and a half, maybe two weeks go by and I'm still stitched up kind of stitches in or whatever. And uh, I'm out running hundred yard sprints with Ray Wright, the strength and conditioning coach. And my knee is literally bleeding. Oh, like man. it was so bad. Like I, after that day, and that some of the things that they had me doing, like rehab-wise and and just like conditioning-wise, it just didn't make sense to me. It was so bad that I went back to TCU to uh, rehab. See, Jesus uh, Christ. Like, I went back to my college. Your yeah. college team. To, to my college to rehab with uh, David Gable and that training staff. And <clears throat> he, was he was really upset. He was pissed because he was like, I don't even understand why you should, why you even running. Why are you oh running God. a week after surgery, like two weeks after? And your MCL hadn't even healed. So, um, and then. And you so, got to be so eager to get out there. ever heal themselves? Yeah. Don't you need <laughs> surgery for that? I'm so hyped to get out there and stuff. And then, you know, 
MR. They do. David Gable and TCU do an MRI, and they tell me like it's still not right. So uh, I go into the off season knowing that I'm not going to be able to participate. The lockout is happening, and I have to fly to Pensacola on my own dime to hopefully (laughs) let David Andrews correct it. So. uh, Dr. Andrews tried his best to correct it, but he told me that his the, he should have done the surgery the first time. Out of his own mouth, he came to me and was like, "I'm I'm sorry, like I should have done this." He's like, "I should have done the first surgery," and it was just and it just wasn't right after that. Since then, I've had four surgeries. Jesus, man. that's fucking ridiculous. Four surgeries on my right knee. So I got full coverage on it, and anything with my right knee, the Redskins on the hook for, and all that's good. News. Okay, but, good. But it cost me a career, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, that's the thing. Diagnosis. And I'm not the only guy. Why do you think Richard Crawford and all those guys weren't the same after they got hurt? Crawl mm-hmm. was on his way to being somebody. He had a heck of a rookie year, I think. Yeah. So many, yeah. so many players. And then all of a sudden, he just fall off the map like that. Are mm-hmm. you serious? Like, come on, man. People got to put stuff together and understand. And I wasn't just, I wasn't. This was not an isolated incident. Yeah. yeah, I'm not bashing the team. I'm bashing the people, the training staff. And may, I don't know if they had pressure from Bruce and Shanahan to get guys back on the field quick as possible or whatever. But it just wasn't right. They skipped steps. Well, the most the most obvious one too, probably the most famous in Redskins history is RG3. And yes. with his knee injury in 2012, what did you make of that? I, I was really pissed because I know Robert. Robert's one of like he's a hard ass worker, bro. Like when he got hurt that year, he was in the lab immediately. Like I mean, he woke up from anesthesia trying to go fucking work out. Like yeah. it was crazy. So, but but because fans only get half the story, you know what I mean? He's he's labeled a bust, or he labeled oh, he's just injury prone, you know stuff like that. So, but it, the truth is, it wasn't handled correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's, he's another casualty. I really think that's like the biggest what if in yeah. the, the past decade in DC sports. You want to talk about Adam Carriker too. Adam yeah, yeah. Was, a, was, a, was a tragedy. That's he true. Yeah, he was starting to come on. Before. Yeah, he, he yeah. also had a career ahead of him. He did. I, I just I, at one point, because, I mean, it, it's not a coincidence that we've let we've led the league in players on injured reserve over the past what five three, years? At least three. At in least a row. three. That's not a coincidence. And but how many how many players have shown you promise and then something small happens and yep. it turns into something bigger? Malcolm Kelly. Hamstring, yep. yeah. You know, players like that. Like, this, so I've always been calling for the head, so it was a positive change in my opinion. And the new guy, I don't even know his name, and that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I, I hope that we don't – that's not going to be the case with Darius Geis, but I, I am worried. That, I, I Yeah, I mean, hopefully now we got the – The right people. The right the people to take care yeah. of him. Like Alex yeah. Smith, he almost died from a leg injury. Yep. Yeah, right. He's had, what, six surgeries on that leg already? Something. Yeah. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Yeah, he wants to. Which yeah. is crazy. Uh, yeah, he, he got he owes $71 million for the next two or three years. He needs to relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, actually, I one thing I did write, I wanted to get back to, to the draft really quick was um, you know, I asked what was like the, the recruiting process. What was it like? Um, you know, getting drafted and uh, in that whole process, you know, um, in between uh, TCU and Redskins. It was it was crazy getting drafted. Well, the funny thing is, is that I during my pro day, all I had was a pro day. I didn't get any um, senior bowl or East West Shrine game. No, no senior bowl games. None of them. Hmm. 
So um, what was crazy was I had no contact with the Redskins. Like, they were at my pro day, and they watched me work out, and they didn't even talk to me. They just stood around while I talked to other teams. I talked to the Saints, the Texans, the Jags more than anybody in Miami a lot. I talked to Miami. Like, I thought for sure I was going to Miami, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I really did. Uh, And uh, I took a trip to Houston, to Indianapolis, and uh, to Jacksonville. Um, so that whole draft process, you going in, you know, teams, teams are really testing you, um, and, and just you know, the, your mentality, giving you physicals, you know, stuff like that. So that was interesting in itself. Cause it wasn't just like a normal recruiting trip and the college, you know, trying to pick a college. Yeah. Um, these guys were actually trying to break you down while they, are, while they were you asked questions that have been rumored? That like you know they ask you everything obviously football related questions but like personal ones and like even sexual ones I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's like everything. Um, I remember I took the after I took the Wonderlit. Um, I had a scout. This <clears throat> is a scout from the Saints. He was like, "Can you draw up a play for me?" And I was like, "Sure." Like so, he gave me a little uh, index card. And uh, he was like, how do you think you did on the Wonderland? I was like, I think I did pretty good. He was like, just pretty good? Are you just one of those type of guys that's okay with just pretty good? Like, I was like, no, man. Like, you know what I mean? Once you figure out, it's, a, it's some kind of other psychology to it. you yeah. like, oh, wait, 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 let me read it. <laughs> uh, Is this yeah, a test too? It's all a test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just, I just, uh, I drew up the play form, which was a zone blitz. He was like, what's your responsibility? I ran through everybody's responsibility because I knew they played like the back of my hand. And then after that, he said, then after that, he ripped it up. And he said, uh, now tell me about that play. And I explained it to him again. So it's just like a lot of, like he literally ripped a card and thought I was going to use the card as a cheat sheet to tell him about a play that I just fucking drew out. <laughs> I, I literally know it. I've been running it for five years here at TCU, bro. Like I know it. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just little stuff like that. That was interesting. Um, growing up a Cowboys fan, I did Dallas day where they, um, where they bring in all the area talent and uh, you work out and compete against those guys. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was great. Right, like right, getting yeah. advice from guys like that win and, you know, uh, all of, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, Zach Thomas and stuff, man. So it was amazing, man. But awesome. I grew up a Cowboy fan. I got drafted by the Redskins. So <laughs> did you happy and pissed at the same time. <laughs> did you have an idea that, uh, of when you would be drafted? I mean, I know that your agent likes to, you know, kind of paint a picture for you. Well, here's the thing. And there's a lot. There's that's something that needs to be addressed in this whole thing. And the, pe- the people need to know is that you have teams telling you different things and telling your agent different things. Uh, for instance, Indianapolis was like, if you're there round four, we we're we're picking you. We're picking you. We're gonna pick you. So going into the draft, I'm literally watching the second day and it's round four, and I'm looking at the at the board. And I didn't think Indy even had a pick in the fourth round. <laughs> Jesus. So he literally hiked okay. me up for nothing. And then, so you know, things were telling me, like, uh, the fifth round. So uh, I had never talked to Washington or anything like that. So I got ready to turn the TV off at the beginning of the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And I just – I had my mind made up. Like, I'm going to have to go just kill it and, and some kind of camp and just prove it. 
And then uh, that 703 number came across my phone, and it was Vinny and, and Mr. Snyder. So it was one of the happiest moments ever, man. It's kind of it was just surreal. Like uh, I think by the time I finished talking to those guys, I had like maybe three, four hundred text messages and like maybe 150 calls, like wow. missed calls from people, like just in that short amount of time. So did you have a draft party or yes. something like that? No, no, no. I just, I literally just watched it at the house, man. I didn't want to do all that stuff and be embarrassed. <laughs> good, good man. Wow. You know, <laughs> it, I just watched it with family. And I know you said you, you didn't go to the combine or anything. I, I feel like it, it's got to be almost annoying that there's such an emphasis on the combine now where these guys are running in spandex. And, yeah. you know, everyone says, oh, film's the most important. Film's the most important. And it, understandably so. But it feels like every year someone has just a, a combine where they, just have you know they beat Chris Johnson's forty-yard dash or come close to it, and it just their draft stock just rises tremendously. Well, you can prepare for those things. Like you can literally spend all your time trying to run the forty. You can't like you, nobody can teach you how to play. You know football. Like either you got it or you don't. Right. You know yeah. what I mean. It's one of those type of things. So um, I really wasn't deterred once I realized like I didn't have those invites and I wasn't really, I was more upset at the fact that, um, I got overlooked again and it felt like high school and college. I only had one year in high school to prove mm-hmm. that I could go to college. I only had one year in college to prove that, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was just trying to prove myself again. And, um, I'm really thankful for guys like Danny Smith who, uh, really was, he really stood on the table for me because of my special teams play. Sure. Yeah. He, he he knew I was a dog on that end. So, Lorenzo Alexander was there too. At while well, you were there, also, yeah, right? Yeah, Zo was a huge special teams guy, man. Like uh, Swiss Army knife. My second, going into my second year, I was really trying to challenge him for that special teams title. He was a Pro Bowler at that point. Okay. Man, listen, bro. I remember <laughs> my rookie year. He hit that guy from the Broncos. And oh, I remember that hit. He, <laughs> he fucking killed him. him. <laughs> and I lived from that moment on. I lived to watch Zoe play special teams. Yep. I was like, I want to know how you're doing this at 285. Yeah. And you're way slower than me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All the plays, dog. Like, come on, bro. Like, how you. T- <laughs> but it's just preparation and learning, man, and, and timing and, and just figuring all that stuff out. So those guys prepared like nobody else. And, and it was great to see him go out the way he did. I mean, I obviously. He didn't want to lose in the playoffs, but no. he still had an amazing career, and I don't think he even could have scripted it. Yeah, uh, I think so too. And, and you know, speaking of that, it was God. I feel I, I wrote down in my notes. I feel so bad for Buffalo fans. Oh, those poor guys, man. Um, it was it, it was a really good wild card weekend, though. I mean, uh, Robert, were you able to watch yeah. all the games? Yeah, yeah, I watched the majority of them. I tried to stay um, closer to the NFC games than I did the mm. AFC, but. But I was able to catch most of it. It was I'm, it was very very uh, fulfilling watching Tom Brady throw that last second pick. Though I was happy. <laughs> is, is that is that is this the end, guys? Do you think he he's done? I mean, he's a free agent. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. Nah, nah I don't. I don't think he's done. I think he got a point to prove. Yeah, he's not going to uh, go out like this. A no. pick six. No. no. I, I honestly think the best thing that uh, the Patriots could do is let him go. Hmm. Uh, they don't. They don't have the weapons. That they're not the team that they used to be mm-hmm. offensively, and uh, you don't want to continue to waste another his last couple of years. I think Belichick. Just, Belichick just let wants him go. To move on. Let's just let yeah. him go to a contender. 
Man, that would be weird. That'd be so weird. It would be weird. It was weird seeing Peyton start with the Broncos. Michael Jordan ended his career for the Wizards. That's true. Not many people remember that. Emmett Smith was a Cardinal. I mean, who did Joe Montana end with? It wasn't even the Chiefs. Was it? Was it the Chiefs? Yep. Thought he went somewhere else afterwards. Maybe. Yeah. So you never know, man. But uh, I just—it's gonna be weird seeing him out of a Patriots uniform. But they don't have the horses anymore. Yeah. It would take another two or three years to build another, you know, good offense like that. And uh, that would be a waste of his career. It's, it's kind of crazy. Speaking of that offense, what the Giants reportedly just hired the Patriots wide receivers, wide receivers coach. Yeah. And then, obviously, the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy. How would you rank the NFC East coaching hires the past week or so? I know this is going to sound really biased to me, but I would put Raul Rivera up there. I would, too. Yeah. Higher. Um, and I think even the Giants and the Cowboys wanted Ron. Yeah. So that that lets me know that he's a higher tier than, than Mike McCarthy and this Joe Judge guy from um, – I've never even heard of him. Never. Until the receivers yeah. coach. Yeah, the receivers I've, I've aren't that good. They, that was like the biggest weak side of yeah. of the Patriots this year was the wide receiver crew. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, people think if they get anything from from a winning organization that they've won something already. So, uh, <clears throat> but you name me one Patriots coach that's went on to do something amazing. You can't. Josh McDonald's had to go back. Yeah. yeah. Bill like O'Brien almost coached himself out of a game last weekend. Yeah. 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 So, Good God. You know, uh, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not going to judge the higher. I can't really grade it, but I would have to give the Redskins the, the, the number one spot for that. Uh, obviously, Mike McCarthy is number two just from an experience standpoint. Yeah. Um, you know, all his accomplishments, but he was playing with the best quarterbacks yep. in the league uh, for the last, you know, however many years he's been in. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, and then the Eagles are who they are. You know, you got Doug Peterson, um, who are a quarterback who's immensely talented but can't stay healthy. No. Yep. And that was a dirty ass hit, by the way. Immensely talented. Uh, I don't. I think it was just a football play. Honestly. Was it? Because I mean, it looked I mean, like the elbow. Was it? Dude, I, I wish I can't. I'm, I'm so glad I don't play now. Cause I, <laughs> I would not have any money. <laughs> oh boy. You know, and, and for Saints fans, it felt like, I mean, Saints fans, I'm sorry, for the Saints, it was deja vu all over again. Yeah, also I thought that was a good no call. I, I, I don't think that justified uh, an offensive yeah, pass interference. Yeah, it, I, don't, I don't think it was either. Um, On a fade route, you see that nonstop. He's also, yeah. he's, he's offense what? And defense. Cal Rudolph, 6'8", 6'7"? Six, 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, that's he just has a long arm. He's not pushing. Yeah, well... I don't know. Well, you I mean, push a little bit, but like, bit. I mean, not I'm a former defender, so I'm going <laughs> to go with the defensive guy. But uh, he was in the wrong position anyway. He should have been on his uh, on his outside hip. Like as far as he was underneath him too much, yeah. he gave him too much space, basically. And that's a tight end on a DB. Like you it's, with a you big know, height advantage. Him, exactly. You know, mm. you can't give him that much space. And here's the other thing: if it was me and I caught myself in that position. I would have never let him get his feet down. I would have just pushed and rolled him out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's just a smart play. Like he immediately just gave up once he was beat. Yeah, so. he did. He even just put his hands down. I mean, yeah. I and I really, it kind of pisses me off because I really feel like the Saints are good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Good I thought they were good enough last year. I thought they mm-hmm. maybe could have gone on a run, and they were playing. I mean, Michael Thomas was 
had the best receiving season since Marvin Harrison. Yeah, um, I agree. And everybody know where the ball is going. You can't stop it. So yep, even when it was Bridgewater throwing, didn't matter. Yeah, can't guard Mike. Can't guard him. And you know, I thought maybe they they had the best chance against the Ravens. At least their offense could keep up. Uh, but yeah, so then Minnesota moves on. Kirk Cousins wins his first <laughs> playoff game. I think that's actually a pretty decent matchup against the 49ers. Uh, I like both matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Tennessee against Baltimore also. Well, you you got to think about it with in the NFC alone, we got Kyle Shanahan running the 49ers. We got um LaFleur and Green Bay. LaFleur and Green Bay and Kirk in Minnesota. Oh, LaFleur, LaFleur. I'm yep. sorry. That's his name. Yeah. Yep. Three out of the four teams. Soon to be Kevin O'Connell somewhere. Soon to be Kevin that's O'Connell. Crazy. Yep, Kevin O'Connell's going to be. <laughs> Uh, That's crazy. Robert, do you see uh, anyone beating, uh, I, I guess, a question I have for the three of you. Guys, would you bet, would you take this bet, the field or the Ravens? Ooh, the field. I'm, take, I'm going field. The field. Yeah. I always take the field yep. on that, yeah. yeah. It was just like the Chiefs last year. Everybody was mm-hmm. all aboard the Chiefs. Like, nobody could beat the Chiefs. Yep. I mean, playoffs come, which is just a different breed. I, I think the I, Ravens honestly, are the best team. I honestly don't think that. I honestly don't think the Ravens wanted to see the Titans. Yeah, agreed. They're too physical. Well, yeah. I mean, mm. who like how do you keep a good player um, off the field? A good run game. Yeah, exactly. You control, you the, control the time of possession. Yeah. You play solid defense. You don't give up the big play. And that's that's a lot of thing that that's one thing that really pisses me off when I watch people play against Lamar, and I'm not taking anything away from his talent. He's immensely talented, and he's electrifying. He's the best thing since Vic. Um, but the way they play him, you got guys breaking down trying to tackle him like he's a receiver. So, like you don't do that. Like what? Do you, like the first guy takes his shot inside. The second guy takes his shot outside. Like you, you, you literally have to corral a guy like that. You you have to make him go out of bounds or something like you can't you can't just run in there and break down like you playing basketball. The first guy has to take a shot, and by taking that shot, you'll make him make a move one move or one way or the other. And then the other two guys like you just swarm like it's almost like you playing punk coverage. Sure, you swarm him. You don't tackle him really like the, you know. Yep. It's just people like going for knockout shots or breaking down like you don't play him like that. See, but, and if I'm the Titans, and they got a good defense there too, and they're very well coached with Mike Vrabel, uh, I'm letting if Willie Sneed beats them or Proceed. one of their tight ends, okay, fine. Yeah, you beat but you always spot Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and another thing that you can do is you don't rush past the quarterback. You always yeah. stay on stay on his upfield shoulder if you're yeah. rushing. Keep him in front of you. And you yeah, and you collapse the pocket from the inside, not outside, like. It's just weird. Like yeah. you, you have to, you can't really let him escape from the. If he escapes, it has to be inside out, not outside. Yeah. Are those because um, that gives him running lanes? Are those the hardest quarterbacks to play against? Um, mobile ones. Hell yeah! Because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to chase them around. <laughs> but one of my one of my biggest pet peeves is quarterbacks running. Like I like when I was playing, I really felt like it was a slap in the face. Um, you can go back. You can look at my game versus Wyoming when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the first quarterback uh, ran for five yards. He uh, and then I guess he tried to slide, but I caught him right before he slid mm-hmm. and knocked him out of the game. His backup <laughs> comes in, 
runs a bootleg, and I immediately pull him up and knock him out of the game. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, it's just stuff like that. Uh, I remember playing against um, uh, Sam Bradford. Uh, who was his backup there? Was it Red Bomar? It was Red Bomar. Okay. No, it wasn't. No, it well, wasn't Landry Bomar. Jones came after that. Uh, it was I forgot who his backup was. Paul, so was it Thompson? Was I can't remember his name, but he he came in. Uh, they were Oklahoma. My senior was beating us. Sam Bradford. They was beating us like thirty five. Well, they they went to the national championship that that year. I think. Yeah, he uh, he came in and he was making all these checks and he checked to a quarterback run like a dummy. And he just took off running on the sideline and I knocked him out. And the strength, I hit him so hard, the strength and conditioning coach got pissed and pushed me. So, <laughs> yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, man, quarterback's running. That's a big pet peeve of mine. But, yeah, a guy like that, man, that's a headache. That's a real headache. You can't even watch your responsibility. You can't even play man coverage correctly because you always got one eye looking at him, back at him. So, um it, it, He's a nightmare. It, it kind of reminds me of what, like, we're watching the Lakers Knicks game right now, and they're almost just treating it like, you know, the modern day NBA was. We're fast. We're gonna, you know, sep- space everybody out and just run. And I mean, they have the deep threat in um, Hollywood Brown, so they're you know taking the top off the defense. They have um, some really really good tight ends. They got like two or three of them. Mark Andrews is great. He's yeah, unreal. Uh, and then. Well, you know the remedy, one of the remedies for the, for the spread offense, if you want to spread me out, then I'm going to blitz you. I'm going to hit your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of those, uh, that's why you see versus the spread, you see a lot of those double A-gap pressures where the yep. linebackers walk up. Yep. I mean, we're going to make you choose who you're going to block in since you're going to spread us out. Yeah. And, and that's what you defended against lines. mostly in, oh, well, against your own team in practice. Cause... Yep. Yep, so... But yeah, man, that's uh, this gonna be an interesting matchup across the NFL. I'm, I'm really, I really think the Seahawks could be a sneaky dark mm-hmm. horse um, and win in uh, Green Bay. Well, so. yeah, what is it about Green Bay that doesn't scare me? It doesn't, really. and and I feel like they're doing this. Um, not, I wouldn't say in spite of Aaron Rodgers, but he is not the same guy that we've seen year after year. It's been you know Aaron Jones well, has he's been the best a running player. Game now, so yep. of course he's not. I think they're a little bit more dependent on that running game than they have been in years past. So he looks different to us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never really had a dependable running game. Yeah. Or a defense. So, he's got a uh, defense now, Yeah, too. Preston Smith, weird. You stop dropping into fucking coverage, and yeah. look what happens. So. And he gets more well, sacks. No, not just <laughs> that. Preston has, Preston has elevated his game. He And they had him playing some inside linebacker, too. Man. Which was crazy. He played some inside linebacker this year for them. But, um... But he's elevated his game. He's he has more pass rush moves now, mm-hmm. um, and he's better with his hands. Uh, in the past, with the Redskins, he was he was Ryan Kerrigan just on the right side. Yeah. So, <laughs> got it. Yeah, I mean, it's that's really been the running game defense, which has been almost the antithesis of Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, what about in, in San Francisco, Minnesota? I mean, who's the team that's going to come out of the NFC? That's tough. I really think they're. I really think Seattle has has what it take if they can get Marshawn going mm-hmm. and to his old self. I think they uh, they defense is a little shaky. I don't believe in they back end in the coverage in Seattle, but um, I don't really believe in the Vikings defense either. No, their their secondary is decimated. Yeah. I know that. 
Yeah, and Xavier Rose is not, he's definitely not who he used to mm-hmm, be. Absolutely. So they got a bunch of young guys holding the hill, and those guys back there trying to hold it down. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, I, I think the 49ers may have the horses. Um, I think when they say defense wins championships, yep. I think there's an asterisk right next to it that says pass rush. Mm-hmm. So, yes. <laughs> yes. so uh, and then they, you know, they're getting Quan Alexander back. So, you know, you get your captain of your defense back in the middle. That can only help you. So I think San Francisco is probably the horse that comes out of, out of the I, NFC. I knew Kyle was going to be a co- good coach. I just I knew it. I knew it. I yeah. knew it. He just needed to be well, in the right position. Yeah, a lot of the guys, um, uh, you know, Redskin Park didn't have a foresight to see it. So Shocker. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Just couldn't retain them. Yeah. And, and then what about the AFC? I mean, if they're can Kansas City beat Baltimore? I mean, that. Uh, no. Because <laughs> they they not gonna be able to stop Lamar and, and yeah. Ingram. Um, Kansas City's run run defense is freaking disgusting, <laughs> um, and it has been for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they just lost Juan Thornhill. That's yep. gonna be tough for them. Um, just a, on the back end, heck of a rookie now, year. <laughs> yeah, everybody gonna be running past them now. Yeah, but um. You know, you replace a guy like him with what Ron Parker or somebody like you can't, you can't really. It's not the same level. I think that uh, Honey Badger had has been having a good year, but he's more of a strong safety type. Mm-hmm. You know, come down in the box and yeah. you know Maybe. read every game, make plays that way. Bashad Breland's still doing it too. Suck, yeah, that hires. was a little shocking to me. <laughs> he's still kicking over there, but um, he ain't, he don't have the speed in this. No, I, I, I like I like that he's been able to. Um, um, have a, a longer career than everybody thought, yeah. but Des Des Bryant took his heart a few years ago. Oh man, <laughs> he really so, did though. Yeah. He, he really he, he got him he Des. got him that Monday night game when Colts started. Yeah, he no, did. Yeah. He got him that game. He, he got him that game. That was, that that was Bashad Breeland Day. That was Bashad Breeland Day on Grant Danny. You're right. Uh, and then what's the what's the other game? I'm just totally blanking. You got you got all four. I got all four. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Robert, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been oh, no, man. damn it, Alex. You guys have me on there. Absolutely. No, um, thank you, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Bobby, can we this do a quick awesome. Twitter plug? Yeah, you? at Mister Underscore Henderson. Uh, no, is it Henderson? Henson. Henson. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, I'm reading that. I was like, I'm reading that wrong. I, it's right in front of me, and I'm reading. At Mr. Underscore Henson fifty one, give him a follow for all things Redskins and NFL. He tweets all day. It's a fantastic follow. Yes, one of my favorite follows from the rep past uh, couple weeks. Yeah, um, and I just love talking football with me and everybody, man. Love the game. Uh, obviously, uh, HTTR above everything else. So hell yes, hell hell, <laughs> hell yes. All right, well, we got to do this again sometime. I'll be in touch. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right, there he goes. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. There he goes. Robert Henson, again, at Mr. Underscore Henson 51 on Twitter. I cannot recommend following him enough. He yeah. is he is fantastic on the Twitters. That was that's He was fantastic. He was fantastic right, right there. Well, it's called Tweeter. Tweeter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Man. Well, how's that not his handle? If he <laughs> wants to tell stories about... Clinton Portis and Mike Sellers and London Fletcher. This could have been a three-hour podcast. <laughs> this could have been a 24-hour one. Actually, like, it's actually probably the, better we didn't do it in person with him because it would be a three-hour It really would have been. Like, the look. And without Porter here. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. We would have been talking on that. Like, the, I looked at Bobby. Then I looked at Ian. I looked at you. And all three of us were just like, you know, three kids on Christmas hearing about, like. Oh, when he was telling the story. Intimate oh, stories I, that, that you would never know. Couldn't have been more giddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I guess because you spend so much time with these people um, and you're around them every day, but his recollection, just he could just name drop every, just like everybody, everybody, every play, every play and, and, you know, just a random goal line play from, you know, practice and training camp uh, with CP and Mike. I mean, this is a name dropping to me. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was with yeah. them. Oh, my God. Chris Horton. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. What was it? Forty one? I didn't 48. know. Forty eight. He know. did intercept Romo twice. He did that game. He did. I didn't know um he was best friends with Trent's brother. Yeah. That that was funny. So we was, maybe we got a little bit of inside info. Yeah. What just, <laughs> but he but he did clarify. He, he, did, not, he did not he has not spoken out. with Trent. He has not but talked. Yeah, but I he mean he just knows the type of guy he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I figured I could speak on my you know, best friends growing up. Yeah, this is funny. He's like, yeah, I used to sleep over at Trent's house all the time, play video games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Just like, just hey, we all did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was awesome. T- uh, kudos to you, Tom, for, for setting that up and sliding into his DMs, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Slide away. Yeah. Uh, Happy to do it. Yeah, no, that was great. Great insight. Um, uh, I, have so, I have so many more questions. <laughs> I know. We yeah, I, I had a couple. Hope wanted me to ask a couple, but... Time was on his roll. Dude, well, <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, it's not that Ian and I were being silent. The way we have it set up where we have a mic on Tom's phone yep. to hear Robert clearly, and it's like on the other side of the room. I didn't want to be screaming across yep. the room and into the mic at the same time. That's and Tom was on a roll. I mean, Tom was at, I mean, I don't, I mean, I probably have other questions too, but Tom hit every question I wanted to ask. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter who asks Thanks, him as long as he answers them. Yeah, no. So that's <laughs> people are sitting there asking, "Why isn't Ian and Bobby talking?" It's, it was it's, too far it was away. A, it was a setup, and Tom was killing it. So thank you guys. That was a great interview. Uh, by Tom. I watch a lot of uh, Hot Ones episodes. Sean Evans has yeah. helped me improve my interview skills. <laughs> um, Bobby, you comfy? Oh, I'm getting comfy. Yeah, there you go. I've been waiting for the interview to end so I can lie down. Yeah. Dude, it's if anything, like the part that was most telling to me, and yes, the the Clinton Porter story and all of that was unbelievable and. Um, but what? You want to take a break? Yeah. Can we pause, Bob? Yeah, we can take a break. Let's All right, this is gonna be an hour break. No, that's not gonna be a break. But we'll be right back on the Pamiko. We're back from break on the Put Me In Coach podcast. Tom, sorry about cut you off real quick, but we did have a bathroom po- emergency with uh, Iggy. Uh, thank you. And we have some Star Wars iced old fashions to sip on after a riveting interview with Robert Henson, former Redskins player. All right, Thomas, back so to you. We, we were talking about the, the I want to say name drops, but the stories he was telling about of Clinton Portis and Lyndon Fletcher. The, you know, the list really went on there. It was amazing. Uh, but to me, it was just what he told us about the training staff. That was yeah. eye-opening. It, yeah, it was just, it was so maddening. And, you know, like I think he said, like, my career was ruined because of it was because of them. It absolutely was. Yeah. And, you know, this I feel like and now when he said that, like, the more and more I'm thinking about it, he goes, and he said, like, how many guys look really good for a, a small little sample and then they just got hurt and could never be the same again? So many. There's so many. Well, we've been also saying for years now, the three of us in particular, I'm sure plenty of other Redskins yes. fans as well, the whole, what, second half of Jay Gruden's tenure here, it was just year after year leading the league in injuries and IR placements, whatever. Um, and we're just like, okay. And at first, you know, it was like, all right, FedEx Field is a shit show. People just get hurt on that shitty field. They fixed that. All right, well, what's the common denominator here? It's always the training staff. that. Mm-hmm. Head trainer has been around for 15-plus years or whatever it was. Wow, 17 years. 17 years. Yep. 
And there you go. That's the common denominator. And and I I like. I mean, we all hate him so much for ruining the, our most treasured sports franchise. But I actually give Robert credit for giving Dan credit for mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, I'm getting out of the way." Again, I, I think we reserve the right to judge mm-hmm. on that um, in a future date because it had literally we're only a week into this so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at a certain point. You do have to give Dan credit for cleaning house, getting rid of the training staff, getting rid of Bruce Allen, um, you know, wishing everybody happy Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Like, we can't even do one thing right. Uh, I, hey, I still say he did that on purpose. Uh, right? He did it on purpose. It was because Ron Rivera got fired. Okay, but then <laughs> then it's a dick move. <laughs> so Rivera was laughing his ass off when he said it. Okay, well, That's yeah. Because like, okay. his new boss says it, said it. It was a happy thing. Either way, he got fired, but then he got a job immediately. That's true. Him and Joe Gibbs started talking. Yeah, I love that too. But anyways, yes, I I give Robert credit for giving Dan credit. You know, he has done the right thing in getting rid of that, and I I agree. That was kind of the more eye-opening thing too. Because again, I think I said this when he talked about it. I I never seen players so adamant about people losing their jobs in their industry. You know, mm-hmm. every time this happens, you're like, man, I, I love Coach so-and-so. I love this guy. You hate to see him get put out. But it was it was Robert. It was Adam Carragher. Uh, we, we've now, Obviously now, we've, this, some, Trent Williams, is ch- something has changed with him. Yep. It was a, something that they were all, you know, they kind of maybe blamed those people for their I mean, lack of success in their I mean, careers. I mean, Landry never got healthy after a certain point. He's, he mentioned Richard Crawford. You know, Fred Davis struggled with a lot of injuries. Uh, I mean, oh it, my the, God. yeah, the, the list just... Jordan Reed. I mean... Jordan Reed. Trent if, Williams. Tr- imagine if they had RG3. a competent fucking training staff. You know, it, it just... It's Morgan Moses. That I is, mean, we shit on Morgan Moses all the time, but what if he was treated more properly yeah. and he could get help? Because he's had a bunch of injuries. Bunch he played of through. Injuries. He's played through. That and that might be why he's the shell of himself right true. now. True. That to me is what's really so. It, it's just like the icing on the cake of of being a Redskins fan because Redskins fan because of what we've read throughout the years and especially now that Larry Hess, the former trainer, has been fired and what Robert said too was it just kind of solidified what was already what we already thought mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm looking at this like from a point counterpoint type of thing, like, you know, the devil's advocate will say, well, no one's forcing Robert to play football. Yeah. He's, this is his, he's doing this on it by his own volition, which, sure, but, you know, there's such an emphasis on player safety, which there unequivocally should be, yet you have a training staff that has committed multiple, 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 uh, Acts of negligence. I mean, and he's malpractice. Multi-million-dollar yep. organization yep. who's supposed to be taking care of their athletes. Yeah, I thought doctors True. that commit malpractice aren't supposed to practice fucking medicine anymore. Correct. Man, Man. If I might little kid Umo? snook. Umo, <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of. Uh, oh, this is it. Found it. You got it. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> the kitten's nook. Got it. <laughs> I mean, Brian Arakpo was heard a lot. I, now, now I'm just going down a rabbit hole and thinking of I all mean, the I, can, I can't wait to look at like all the injuries that we've had after now. How, how has that not been like a like, how come JP how, like, hasn't written that yet? Like how, nobody has. Like gone back and looked at the 17 years mm-hmm. of injuries and the list of players that so many people us included have said, "Oh my god, I love this guy. He has so much potential. He's been such a great player." Boom, one injury, basically done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what, what I mean, and and then it just look at the current team too. I mean, Trent Williams aside, because obviously he's the big glaring one. But like, Quentin Dunbar, 
what what if what if he's never the same? And because he could be one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He's our number one corner, and he be. he has injury problems. And now is that a person? Is that an in- no? Obviously, some people are more injury prone than others. But sure. when it happens over and 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 over again in the mm-hmm. same organization, it's not just oh you draft injury prone players. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if Quentin Denbar is never the same? Yeah, um, Darius Geis, you said that. Darius Geis is a huge one, too. That's scary we, as And hell. that's going into year three. That's something we need to know at this point. Yes. Very much so. Bryce Love is rehabbing here. Oh, no. that's uh, That terrifies me. So, oh, I mean, he's now, only now got, he only got one year underneath that training staff, yeah. so now it's a whole new staff that'll take care of him. But yeah. still, you, the point still stands. You never know. It's, they it's still Alex Smith. It you know, we're kind of at a weird point with this franchise because I really think at the end of this season was bottom. Like, this was the worst it got. I'll right? like this the, season. The, well, I, um, excuse me, but like before last season. Like, this, this year. Before, like, the full-on tanking started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The fire Bruce Allen um, – but yes, going three and thirteen this season is definitely the lowest of the low, and because we were supposed to be good, well, better. You know, really the the as I understand, really the purpose of hiring Ron Rivera was basically saying the adults are in the room, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy preaches accountability, a team first, players coach uh, that can change a culture of an organization. I, how long does that take? Because I mean, he's got. 20 years worth of shit to clean up. <laughs> He's got his work cut out for him. Right? But, and, and, and then at the same time, there's some legit young talent on this team. Where I'd say this is this was a promising job for Rivera to come to, mm-hmm. especially being a defensive-minded coach. Sure. You got talent on both sides. The front seven alone, mm-hmm. and that, that front seven doesn't even include the starters because that – Yeah, you're not even including Chase Young yet either. Exactly. And I just think it's super talented, the most we've had, and it's just been underutilized mm-hmm. to the nth degree. And no more Greg Minuski for you, sir. Oh, my God. You, I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I was like, you're fucking telling me. Winning off the field. <laughs> that I don't have to watch a third and nine. Rush three. And rush three. It's literally, we're, we're a 4-3. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's it, not, it, it's it not mathematically gonna, can't happen. It, it sh- it, if it happens 5% of the time, oh, okay. Yeah. That, Here's when you rush three. But that, but against, then you're, that means you're rushing three and playing prevent. And then, and then they're, and then they're <laughs> doing that on purpose. And you're up by twenty. And it's pro- it might be a good idea. Rush yeah. three against a hail mary only. Yes. 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 And you're up by eight. Sure. Nine. Whatever. <laughs> up by nine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> it's it's literally impossible for them to tie the game. <laughs> um. But yeah. Are you guys all in on Ron? I'm. I, well, yes, but that's also just because of he also we, bringing in Del Rio. We got so sized through that press conference day, though. Oh my god, I was so I was we so, so chubbed up, so like, torqued. Yeah, <laughs> except when he said that if we need help, we'll ask Dan. He was oh, just sorry, sorry Mister Snyder. He was underplaying his. He does the Mister Snyder thing. I I thought Every, Ron, even, even even Robert did the Mister Snyder. Well, I get that. That was he was signing his. Well, yeah, Ron Rivera is. The, all of them. They no, all no, no, no. But uh, I would think Ron Rivera coming from, oh, I guess he is coming from a military background, so he has that respect. But I was like, you know, Ron Rivera might be older than Dan Snyder. He's definitely older. I mean, Joe Gibbs definitely was, and he was calling him Mr. Snyder. No. But they all make him call. He makes it's, it's, that's ridiculous. Anyways, beside the point, um, I, I really liked 
Robert's point that you know he thought that the Cowboys and the Giants wanted Ron Rivera too, mm-hmm. and this is where firing Jay Gruden halfway through the season even earlier played into the Redskins' benefit because sure. they yep. were able to start looking at coaches around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and they did, and they did, and that's why you know I mean we can talk all night about uh, Mr. Snyder locking Ron Rivera in a room for 36 hours in a yeah. cold room. Which is his uh, standard Whatever. operating procedure. But with Joe Gibbs there, that makes it easier to kind of swallow. Okay. Um, and that he he picked knowing, you know, Ron Rivera, could've, he could have waited. Mm-hmm. He could have had his choice. Because I, I think, I don't know if we got... I mean, to, if you look at the other coaches that have been hired, he's, he's at well, the top of the totem That's board. what I was going to say. I don't yeah, know if, I, I don't know if I said this on our last episode or, because I don't know if we got that far talking about this, but... At least, definitely in terms of veteran coaches that were, became available, he's top of the list. Mm-hmm. This coaching, I'd put him over Mike McCarthy. You know, that, 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 one hundred percent. Just oh think my about God. it. If it was reversed, I'd be very angry if we got very McCarthy angry. and they yep. got Ron Rivera. Yeah, yep. and um, Jack Del Rio. Yep. Ooh, Jesus, oh, so especially bad. with that young Cowboys oh, defense. Man, I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but he chose to come here. He he liked what he saw here, and apparently, you know, he was he's given some sort of power that has not mm. been given before again remains to be seen if Dan actually steps back and lets the football people let the grown-ups talk mm-hmm. and do their jobs but you know he chose to come here and this is where he wants to be and he likes what he sees so far I mean it's like uh you know it's like what Mr. Foster probably said looking in your kitchen yeah you got, you got good bones Let's, <laughs> we can just make it better we're just gonna build around it and, and make it better just skate better yeah, and this is the best, uh, as far as Jack Del Rio is concerned, this is the best defensive coordinator we've had in over a decade since Greg Williams. Yeah. And this is longer our, than that. What, the first defensive minded head coach we've had since Schottenheimer? Yes. Holy so shit. Th- that was 2001. Yeah, question. That's almost 20 years. I don't know. Zorn was pretty defensive minded. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was. He was stood more in the middle with staying medium. Stay medium. Yeah. 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 He's not defensive or offensive. Oh my god. <laughs> we didn't teams. ask. <laughs> we didn't ask Robert about Jim Zorn. He did say. Uh, he did mention that his first year was Zorn. That's what I, I wanted to ask. Between and, uh, uh, Vinny. differences between Zorn and yeah, uh, Zorn and sh- uh, fucking Shanny. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> um, I think it's a weekly appointment. I hope so. Um, God, I hope he listens to this and realizes how much we love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I was thinking with what Ron Rivera said, and you know, the only thing that really concerns me about this is we haven't hired a GM yet. Um, I think, and they said they're not going to do it until after the draft. After the draft, which means that Kyle Smith is still running the show. So, to, and I, th- I think, so you think I think it's an audition. I think I think it's twofold. I think, I think it's that it's an audition for people who are already here. Yeah, and I think I heard Grant Paulson mention the only other thing that it could be that they know who they want. He's not going to be available until his contract expires after the draft. Okay, then that eliminates Lewis Riddick. True. Yeah, we don't know. What, uh, yeah, yeah he, uh, Grant Paulson the other day on one hundred six seven the fan on his show said that the the only other logical reasoning for not hiring a GM right now is that they know who they want. He's just not available yet. Sure. So they're going to wait off on it. Yeah, and, and uh, but I also agree that it's a, an audition for the scouting department in Kyle. You know, I, I I see two sides. I I thought whoever was responsible for picking Terry McLaurin, finding Stephen Sims, drafting Cole Holcomb, drafting Montez Sweat. I mean, who Jimmy who, Moreland? Like Jimmy, who did that? Kyle Kyle Smith. Mr. Smith. Okay, come on down. You can stay. 
Yes. Here's a promotion. You earned it, bud. The thing that I tweeted out earlier, we had three Harmon. of the top 25. Yeah, Kevin Harmon, my guy. Like, literally, every, Wes Martin, he played great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, literally, every draft pick played great. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted out that thing earlier. It was three of the top 25 rookies yeah. were Redskins, and Washington was the only one with and three in the top 25. Yeah. yeah. And, and, well, and, and then, counterpoint to that, at the same time, this was so bad that I understand the concept of everybody's got to go. Yes. And, you know, if you want to bring in, like, I know Lewis Riddick has been linked to the Redskins for, you know, time and time again or, or something like that, fine. But what are we waiting for? Um, and especially when, you know, when you're a pending free agent, don't you want to go to a situation that's going to be, you know, more sustainable? Mm-hmm. More structured without a general manager? Can, can we just have a general manager? Is that? Please. I just want a GM. A real GM. Yes. Real GM. I want Kyle Smith. Let me Google that. Is that on Google? It says you have network connectivity problems. <laughs> yeah, I know, Ian, you've been on the Kyle Smith train uh, for a while. For a while, because I haven't seen a talent evaluator like that here mm-hmm. since when? Yeah, he's a young guy, too. Young guy. And speaking of young talent, Kevin O'Connell looks like he is no longer going to be a part of the Redskins coaching staff. 86. Uh, it appears that he is going wherever Josh McDaniels is going, and it, that could be a good. Totally understand. That could be a good little thing. Um, we d- we have hired North Turner's son Scott. Is his first name Scott? Scott, yeah. Yeah. Scott Turner With was two the, T's. the quarterbacks coach for the Panthers, and then took over play calling duties um, after Ron Rivera was fired. So there's definitely fami- fam- some familiarity with those two, of course. Um, but you know, my biggest concern with this is just this is another hurdle for Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he's got to learn another offense and. It's his third offense in three years. Yeah. If you include his last season at Ohio State mm-hmm. yeah. when he became a full-time starter. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's basically running through. He's basically had, like, he's had three new head which he has technically, mm-hmm. but three head coaches and three offenses in three years, mm-hmm. and two of them being his first in the NFL. Sure. So, I, I guess the only positive to spin from this is that there is the prospect of sustainability with this one. You know that he's going to be in this offense for the next – Five years because yep. Ron Rivera's, you know, here and you know, he, I'm assuming he wouldn't bring Turner on without, you know, the prospect of being here for the long haul. So y- this should be it. Mm-hmm. But you know, Robert mentioned the biggest gap in terms of growth with Ryan Anderson is always year two to three. Mm-hmm. I think that's true, except for quarterbacks. I think quarterbacks is year one to two. Okay. Um, because I, I, I think there's just more pressure on quarterbacks. There's more expectations for you to, especially when you're supposed to be the guy, the mm-hmm. franchise quarterback. I think there's more expectations that you take a bigger leap from year sure. one, year two. Um, you know, I also, I guess Ryan Anderson was a second round pick, so there was some expectations for him to be better early on. Mm-hmm. But year three is not, you know, he, he's not a bust by any means now. He's becoming serviceable. It, it's. I also feel like the West Coast offense doesn't fit Dwayne Haskins. I, if he, if Scott Turner was coaching Cam Newton, and I'm not, I don't want this to be misconstrued that I'm comparing Cam Newton to Dwayne Haskins, but Dwayne's a big guy. He's got a rocket arm just like Cam does, and it has an absolute cannon. Mm -hmm. That's a type of arm strength that needs to be unleashed. That's a, you know, a lot of deep passes, things such as that. He doesn't need to get the ball out in two seconds because he has, you know, the natural ability to make a lot of throws that guys can't make. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Similar to what Cam Newton could do. Um, can do, and so you know, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that 
the best offenses, in my opinion, are the ones that are tailored around their talent. Yes. And, you know, the coach in Arizona, who was the from Texas Tech, I forgot it, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. He was hired to, to coach Kyler Murray to specifically design an offense tailored to their, <laughs> their talent and their strength. Their number one overall pick. And, you know, so I just, you know, he's definitely got his hands full, but. Yeah, it is hot. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were like looking out the window. Um, yeah, he does. So uh, you know, I, it's and that 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 was the argument for keeping KOC mm-hmm. is that continuity and continuity. He seemed to have, especially later on in the season, once Dwayne became the full time starter, tailored his offense to Haskins mm-hmm. and the receiving core, um, and AP. And I mean, you know. I know they lost all those games except for the Cowboys game, but they were putting up points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially those that Giants and Eagles games looked that, promising. Yeah. And and then you know they didn't look and well Dwayne didn't start the Cowboys game, so that's probably also why they kind of dropped off. But you know that was a close game for the first half. Sure. So uh, yeah, and that's just kind of the. I mean, I, I think everyone here we all wanted KOC to stay. I was yes. KOC. Um, but you also can't blame a new. No, head coach I'm, for I'm, wanting to bring his own guy. I'm not that angry about it. Really. No, and I I saw like Pat Shermer might have been linked to it. I was like, that's cool. Let's bring him too. I actually didn't want Pat Shermer. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't either. Considering I what he did with Case Keenum, I was. But outside of that, I saw like his averages there, and it's just like he cracked like the top ten, maybe like forty percent of the time mm-hmm. with his offenses. That well, if, good. if Scott I'm Turner can so get some production out of Kyle Allen, I mean, maybe he can get something with more talent than. Yeah, it, yeah, five in a row with Kyle Allen. But you also have Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore. Yeah, um, we got Terry McLaurin. We got Steven Terry Sims, McLaurin. bro. Steven fucking Sims. I mean, our, I mean, DJ Moore was li- DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey were literally their only weapons. That's it. And they still got productivity out of that offense somehow. Sure. All right, um, Bob, how are we on time? What are we at? We're coming up on one thirty. One thirty. Okay, let's do pick them really quick. There's only four games to yeah, go these, over. These ones don't go. First place, Ian. Your boy. Three. Nice. Should have had four. Four. I should have had four. What was the one? The Bills. Oh, uh, yeah. They gave it away. Gave t- I mean, Josh Allen did not want to win that no. game. Second place. God, it's so fun to watch Josh Allen, though. Yeah. It's what was like, that lateral? What the? What was he doing? What like, are you doing? Like no, that the whole plays. the whole last like five minutes of the game in the overtime. Game was drunk, what dude. was he doing? They, they, when you text that, it was perfect. Yeah, this it game was, is drunk. It was so drunk. Like watching Josh Allen, it's like, it's like drunk. Holy fuck! What are you doing? And then it's like, Holy fuck! What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wanted Buffalo to win so bad. He's I just, the white Jameis Winston. It's like you're just he'll make plays that you just have Dude, no. That's a good comparison. Too. Right. Yeah, oh, that, that like, I mean, the way they opened that, they went right down the field. He had that huge run and then he caught the touchdown pass. Yeah. And the opening drive. See the, the offensive lineman celebrating before he even yeah. caught it. Yeah. I was like, get it. And then their defense was good enough to shut down the Houston. I mean, but then also I give credit to Deshaun Watson. I mean, that was Jesus Christ. That play. That play. Unreal. I mean. He he put the team on the back you know, his the, back though. It made me so happy that he did that though, because uh Neil, I think it was, who had a sack on him earlier, I think it was even in the, in that drive, and then he stood over him fucking mm. like just Who did that? Neil. He had a sack on him from behind and then he was he was talking shit and they were talking shit back and forth. And then he was one of the dudes, he was the first one there on that 
but then the game ending play where he scrambled out, and I was like, "Good for you, Deshaun." Yeah, fucking. And then he started flexing in his yeah. face. Yeah, that was the. I just felt again. I just wanted Bills fans to. I just have. If some the joy. Bills would have won, they would have. No, they wouldn't have hosted. No, I know they wouldn't have hosted, but would the matchups? Would they have gone to Kansas City or would they've mm-hmm. gone to Baltimore? Yeah, would have switched. Yeah, they would have gone to Kansas City. Because they the, the lowest, Titans are the, the Titans seed. are the six seed. Right. They play the right. the highest remaining seed, so it wouldn't really have changed yeah. the matchup. Um, so Ian won was first place with three. There was a tie for second place with Bobby and Porter for two, and then myself, Tom, Healy, and Daniela all had one. Umo did not submit his picks. Um, Porter just liked Bobby's picks, yeah, and <laughs> I didn't know that's what I, I figured. That's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I figured. Because um, he does that. Yeah. Just say, if he doesn't send it to you directly, then he just yeah retweet. You could have also just copied and pasted, but whatever. <laughs> so uh, I get Tom's confusion, but I also get what Porter was doing. No, 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 and I I entered his answers promptly following it. Um, so here are the total cumulative numbers. First place, Megan Chile, Chile, one sixty four. Here comes Second place, Porter, 163. Okay. Yeah. Bobby, you you and I are tied with 162. Daniela's got 157. Oh, that's why he just liked my thing. Because if he does the same picks as me the rest of the way. Oh, I also saw that. And then Ian, 153. I'm texting you individually this week. Oh, no, I'm on the podcast. God damn it. So let's see. Let's go into the divisional round. Um, I mean, that was such an amazing wild card weekend. It like, was so much fun to watch. Let's do more of those. That yeah. was f- just amazing football. To me, wild card weekends always hit or miss. It mm. can be like that, but I feel like last year's wild card weekend sucked, and like all the games were blowouts. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they're like sometimes the wild cards are just posers, and like yeah. let's, let's let's get rid of them and then move on to the divisional round. That was not the case for for this. No, no, definitely not. It was super, and I I was afraid it was going to be like that. I was like, oh, Houston's going to roll, um, the Pats are going to roll, uh, Saints at home definitely, and then I thought Eagles Seahawks would be the closest game. Sure, and with Carson, it probably would have been. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. That really does. They're calling him injury prone on this one. This one's not his. No, no that <laughs> like was, people I mean, are still like saying he didn't do anything wrong. And I mean, a concussion's not injury. I mean, okay, if he starts getting more and more concussions, maybe. But that's but that's a getting your first concussion. That's not injury. Hit prone. to the that's back of your head, head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then slamming and then it off the, the turf, right. two inches away. Bad. Yeah. So, but uh, I do love Eagles losing. Robert that's also nice. called him extremely talented. That's all I'm saying. He did, but he said injury prone. No, he said he can't stay healthy. Can't say okay. Well, okay, right. okay, can't say healthy. First, um, first game on Saturday afternoon. Kirkies Vikings. Kirk Cousins won a game, won a playoff game. Not only did he I don't even it. have you like that anymore. Um, oh, and he. <laughs> I took it off him when he left. Kirk travels to San Francisco to play his former coach, former OC yeah, Kyle just, Shanahan. Yeah, I'll just play a bunch of Bruce. Hey, Bob. So you remember that this man. Let Kirk walk. Winning off the field. <laughs> you know, the culture <laughs> is actually damn good. God, I hate that. Man. <laughs> damn good. The 49ers are pretty damn good as they're favored by seven points. I'll go first. I guess, I mean, 
Uh, We're at Ian's house, so doesn't matter. We forgot the. Okay. I mean, I'd go first because it doesn't really matter what I pick. Go for it. I already know what you're picking. You're goddamn right. You know what I'm picking. The Forty right. ers opponent, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I know you. Who picking? I know who you're picking. I'm going Vikings too. Yeah. What? I honestly think I thought you were gonna win. go Kyle. You love Kyle. I love Kyle. I do. I just don't think their offense is ready yet. Damn. Mm-hmm. Their defense is solid. Their defense is ridiculous. Yeah, and if if the Vikings defense can play they w- the way they did against, our, you know, probably the second best def- offense in football in the Saints in New Orleans. Um, that was incredible. It really, really was. And uh, man, I fucking hate the Vikings if I were a Saints fan. Oh uh, my God, yes. How man. can you not? That's like I would hate that for the rest of my life, dude. <laughs> not, just, not just for like for either one of those games. I'm like, yeah. Fuck you. So wait, they in in three in three straight years the Minneapolis miracle, mm-hmm. last year's blunder. And that the was NFC a Rams. championship game. The Rams. the Rams. The Rams. And then this. Yup. <laughs> Dude, there's there's uh what was the stat? The Saints have now been kicked out of the playoffs five years in a row by one. On the, the last play. On the last play of the game. Dude. The last fucking play. The only play. other team that did oh, that yeah. was like the Packers between like 12 and Blair 15. Blair Walsh missed a field goal the year before that. Yep. Dude. <laughs> there was. Oh, that was there Minnesota. Was, there was a, no, no. There was. There, oh God, what the fuck was it? I could try to look it up. You got the field goal. Oh, the uh, Marshawn Lynch run in Seattle. Correct. That's crazy. Um, Bobby, who you got? Uh, I don't know if I want to be the only one going against Kirk. <laughs> Think, what would uh, Healy do? <laughs> that's true. I gotta catch this is by far, too. unequivocally, the closest this has been in our three years doing this. I'm so pissed. Yeah, it's always either... Like first it was me and Porter. Mm-hmm. Then last year it was me and Bobby. You and Bob. This year is just a, a log jam. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is I win every year if I didn't pick the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. All right. Um, I think Megan's gonna go Kirky. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Niners. I, it's not like it gets Kirky. It's just it's at home. I mean, Doing it back to back weeks is tough mm-hmm. on the road. They're favored. Yeah, and and they're they're a great team. Um, seven point underdogs. I mean that's seven points. I'm definitely yeah. putting money on that. Oh yeah, for I, sure. I you know I mean I I know I'll tell you this though I'm I'm but you Kirk goes out has a really good game they'll lose and it'll be his fault. Correct. That sounds about right. Uh, next game the Tennessee Titans travel to Baltimore Saturday night. Ravens, for pretty substantial spread here, ten points. Sheesh, Bob, you're no up. respect, no respect, no respect, no respect. I, I, I'm gonna go kind of, kind of along the lines of uh, Robert's thinking. I'm gonna say, oh man, it would be so. I really like this Ravens team. I just hate their fans so goddamn it's much. The fans. Hey, I like this Titans team too. I do too. Fun. You know what? I, I very. I underestimated Mike Vrabel as a head coach. He has Me done too. a fucking hell of a job. And look at Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Completes what, what, eight passes and wins a playoff game. <laughs> yeah. The only quarterbacks to be Brady and Belichick in Gillette in the postseason, Joe Flacco, Flacco. Mark Sanchez, Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. <laughs> Weird. That's a, that's a crazy story. Anyways, I'm going to go Ravens-Titans cover. And this is also just a classic. Ravens-Titans in the postseason is always, I feel like, a great game. Yeah, it's an old... With like, AFC Central, what was it, like two, yeah. the, yeah, that was the, the two thousand 
um, that 2000 team, the Ravens, mm-hmm. won. the 2000 AFC yeah. divisional George. game. Or I, feel, I feel like they played an yeah. AFC championship game too one year. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Ravens too. I mean, they're the best team in football. I think it's gonna be a closer game than closer than the yeah. experts think. Uh, I mean, I, I think if it's gonna be the same recipe for Tennessee, it's you know Derrick Henry for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So yeah. and, and, and you know what I told this to Umo, and he he doesn't have this fear, but I, I kind of worry about Lamar being off for three weeks. Because mm-hmm. he didn't play at all week 17, then you get the bye. I'd be worried about my whole team not playing for three weeks. But I'm going Tennessee. Damn. Also because... For the record, the, I kind of want to go Tennessee, but I'm not going to. The Ravens... and this is not, I think the Ravens are the best team in football, really. But the Ravens also... They're 12-0 and against teams when they allow their opponent... To 120 Russian or less, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen this week. <laughs> Derrick Henry's going to, he's going to be eaten. Mm-hmm. So let's see. He got what 162 last week. Should he have like 100? He had more than that in the first half Jeez. against one of the best defenses in football. Correct. He's a monster. Um, all right. So Damian going Titans. Okay. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. Worked, yeah. worked last I, week. Oh God, I worked wish I last could, week. I wish I could be in Baltimore. I. I think Baltimore would be so much fun on Saturday night. To See, Saturday, I, I agree. To Saturday night. And I've been told it's a lot of fun, but then. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's Saturday? That's a lame thing? Oh, Porter, I'm not coming up that day. <laughs> yeah, it's Saturday night. It's a Saturday night game. Oh, yeah. 8-15. Um, Sorry. Sorry. The next DC? game. Hmm? I'll come in D.C.? Yeah, maybe. Cool. The Texans travel to Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by 10. Ian, let's say you. Say it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? A la Porter. Where's the draft? Chiefs are favored by 10 against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Chiefs have vended the season very well. I'm going, I'm going Chiefs, but uh, Texans cover. Okay, Bobby. I mean, me, excuse me. I'm going to go Chiefs, too. Uh, I didn't, that's a pretty big spread. That's a big spread. Ten points. Those and are I mean, three big spreads. Yeah, of, of two division division winners. Damn. Um, and Houston can come back at the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, if Deshaun Watson does Deshaun Watson things, he, they, mean, they, have the oppor- they have the ability to beat anybody. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still going Kansas City, especially in that at Arrowhead. That's going to be uh, just absolutely raucous. So yeah, I'm I'm Go retweeting, Chiefs. Ian, Chiefs, but Texans cover. All right. Um, do you think Bill O'Brien saved his job with that win? I think Deshaun did. Watson saved Bill O'Brien's he job. He did. Correct. Um, God, some of the those coaching uh, mistakes between those two, McDonough uh, it was and, and O'Brien was <laughs> like unbelievable. I was, I was watching that. We had a family party, and we were watching. I was like, and we were all saying, "Could you imagine if this was a Redskins game, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> I I would have to be put in. We would, I would have to be sedated. I would say I I would be bre- I would break something. I would. It, I'm so glad that was not my team doing that dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. Now we do dumber shit. But Speaking that, of dumbass shit, did you don't, see? We don't get paid millions. Did you see that us. video of uh, Patriots fans burning Tom Brady jerseys? That is what? the most <laughs> asinine fucking thing oh I've ever seen. Oh my god! No way. And it, and they those they were so dumb they couldn't even burn it. They kept on trying and it wouldn't burn. I hate you, Boston. Like, oh, you gets you to fucking nine. Super Are Bowls. you shitting? You me. didn't see that? No. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah, yeah and, then, and then another. That's worse than hey, Philly hey, fans, bad, and that's saying something. Bad week for Boston. Worse. The Patriots lose. The Wizard Ish Smith beats the Celtics single handedly. You know, it's a good night. Things you hate to see. <laughs> um, you really hate to see. Last that. game, the Seahawks traveled to Green. Red Sox are cheating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Alex Cora, that connection made. Um, <laughs> Bruins can't beat the Caps for the left of them, except for that one time, but that's one it. One time. Uh, you get one. That Se- little guy? Seattle travels to Green Bay. Green Bay's favored by four. Hey, that's the closest game by far. Yes, very much so. Me? Yep. Oh, damn it. Um, Seattle's had Green Bay's number in the playoffs I, in the past. I know, yeah. But in Green Bay. In Green Bay. Give Aaron Rodgers a week to prepare. I agree he's not this, this he's not the same, but he has a running game. He's got a defense. Oh, I really want to pick the Seahawks. Fuck. But I really want Aaron to now now since Drew Brees is out of the picture, I really want Aaron to get his shot at another one. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm gonna go pack. G B for B B. I'm going to go pack. Aaron uh, puts together a game-winning drive. All right. I'm going to go Seattle. I I, I really want to go Seattle. I, I, I do. I, I just uh, – there's something about the Packers that I, I just yeah, – I feel like too. they're kind of a mirage of 13-3. and three. Yes. Like, you go you go 13-3, and three, you are really, really, but really w- freaking good. And they've yeah. won, like, a ridiculous amount of games by one score. Yeah. Like, all their like, – That's the same thing with Seattle. Yeah, that's sure too. Seattle's the exact same way for me. Someone's got to give. I it's, I could see just, just Russell, Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think Russell could do magic as he get impressed has done. And <laughs> yeah, um, Ian, what you got? I am going Pete Lafleur. Peter Lafleur. Peter Lafleur. It's good looking, Dick Peter. <laughs> Pete Carroll or Matt Lafleur? That was no Peter Lafleur. I I know you're. Dodgeball. I'm doing a bit ba- he, yeah, based he, off of your he, bit. He, he's double bit? He's bit. Yeah, he's double bit. Double bit. Yeah. A triple stamp. Double stamp. L- Lloyd. Uh, no, I'm going to yeah, go. I'm just glad there's no NFC East teams besides the Redskins. Yep. A-Ron. A-Ron. Yeah. GB for Iggy. Um, uh, LaFleur. Yeah, I, that's what I want. I want a LaFleur Shanahan NFC Championship game. Okay. Just I want, a shovel. Four cousins. <laughs> Maddie, leave it. Maddie. Well, guys, this was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Did you see the game? Was Lafleur the quarterbacks coach? Yeah. When yeah. cousins was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want. I want cousins Lafleur. Oh wow, that'd be cool. All right, well, it's cousins. It's cousins versus. If cousins win, he'll have to knock off Drew Brees. Then his past two coaches. That's so. Awesome. Two of his past. His OC. Let's his... go. LFG. Um. Do you see the? F- the, uh, it might have been not Robert Griffin, but we like the, the gif of uh, uh, Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, fucking Rivera. <laughs> it, it was not Robert Griffin. Yeah, was yeah. it? Oh, it was so funny. It was like <laughs> Bruce Allen right now. Fucking Rivera. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like fat shit eating donuts. Oh, God. That was so funny. Guys, this was. So, this was Ro- Thank you to Robert Henson. Yeah, Robert Henson. Or Henderson, whatever. No, I, I was as I said, that's that's not right. I'm reading it. <laughs> it's incorrect. It's Henson, Robert Henson, former Redskin. I also love the fact. Can we talk about the fact that he grew up a Cowboys fan? Is now he said HGTR for life. Yo, and he's here. Like he's he lives he in. Talk, he talks about 
us when he says us, he's talking about the Redskins. Yes. That's awesome. I love that so much. It's so cool. So nice. Uh, at Mr. Underscore Henson, 51 on Twitter. Cannot recommend him enough. Please give him a follow. Um, he's good people on Twitter. And he's good people to us. Yep. Friend of the program. Friend of the program. He did not have to do that, and we really appreciate it. Uh, made this a very interesting way to start off the 2020 year for PMIC. Um, a lot of fun. Again, thank you, Robert. Uh, we'll be back next week. Correct? Is that it? I guess we don't have a Porter's. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week, next Tuesday night. New episode. Maybe we can drift away from the Redskins. Maybe talk some Wizards, Caps, Terps hoops. Yep. There's some other things going on. Maybe some Nats and O's off season. Some Nat- The Nats won't stop making moves. Pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we, we'll touch our other DC sports activities next week. Cool. Um, be sure to check out the Put Me and Coach podcast across all your podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, and SoundCloud. Um, you can also give us a follow across social media: PMIC Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Tom is at Tom underscore Natalie. Ian is at Ian underscore Foster twenty one. Lots of underscores across the in, um, the Twitter handles. What's Porter? Uh, at not here. <laughs> at bad back. <laughs> um, no, hopefully he feels better. I feel bad. For, no, I do because a bad back is just uh, that no, sucks. My wait. dad just went through that too. So it's it's the worst. It's it's yeah. nothing. I right. don't wish that upon my worst enemy. No, it's nothing. Besides like, Snyder and Bruce Allen. Are you, I was like, I wish I was that like hold on. I wish that upon them all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. To, to joke about. So hopefully he'll be back here next week too. Mm. Back at your house next week or are we going to be back at Iggy's? To be determined. Okay. Um, we'll see. I think and this is our sixth location recording. Yeah. And you know, again, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm, that's and going on the soundboard, Scatter. Because Dan spoke for the first time in yeah. podcast history, so we yeah. got to get a Dan quote the, on it. This, this is a goddamn sports podcast. So, <laughs> uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Again, thank you to Robert. That was awesome. That and was awesome. Uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Have a good night. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast.